I want to start off this week, obviously, with uh, a happy Veterans Day to all veterans. Um, also to those currently serving in the military right now. Um, your service, um, past and present, is not in vain. Um, I personally just appreciate what sacrifices you give. I mean, I am not the kind of person who would be able to leave my family and go out and battle on the front lines. And not, you know, not just those who see action, um, but those who also support those who see action. I just, I can't imagine being separated from my family for a long period of time. Um, you know, sacrificing some of your life to, you know, protect the millions of lives of others. And even those around the world. I, I just, I don't know how you do it. And I just, I commend you. Um, man, I just, I, I, I personally appreciate it. I just want to say thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart. Okay, let's get going. Uh, I, these stories are just really interesting. Um, I tell you guys that I love doing this stuff because there are just so many different um, there's just so many different stories and so many different uh, opinions that people have, and I just find it incredible of how different um, how how different points of view are shared and how they can come across and how they can really change your perspective. Um, but let us. You know what? Let's just get started. Because I'll kind of try to connect back to that later. Okay. So, um, this is from ABC News. Um, boy allegedly forced to urinate in front of classroom made to wear garbage bags. Okay. Um... All right, here we go. Great way to start off the week. A lawsuit filed by the parents of an eight-year-old boy alleges that a teacher disallowed their son to use the bathroom and made him pee into a trash can in front of his classmates before he urinated on himself, soaking his clothes in the process. The incident happened last November when the boy was attending Manhattan Place Elementary School in South L.A. in the Los Angeles Unified School District when he initially approached the teacher to use the bathroom and was told that he was not allowed. He then allegedly approached the teacher a second time and he was told to pee in the trash can. Instead of just letting him go, the teacher told him to urinate in a trash can that was in the classroom and in front of his classmates, said the family's attorney, Tony uh, Jaramia. Jaramia? I, I don't know how, I don't know. In a press conference last week, the suit said that, that he urinated on himself during that process and soaked his clothes and later that day, went to his school after-school enrichment program where the incident was made worse by another employee. He went to another teacher to try to receive help, and she proceeded to place a garbage bag on him to make an example out of him of what you should not do at school instead of calling us and saying, can you please bring him a change of clothes, said the boy's mother, Sonia Mongol, at the press conference. 
that employee, for whatever reason, placed two trash bags on the boy, which caused further embarrassment. The suit alleges that a third incident happened four months later in March of this year when the boy asked a substitute teacher to use that bathroom and then locked him out of the classroom. The boy has been transferred out of Manhattan Place Elementary School elementary to another school, but his mother says he still talks about the incident. He doesn't understand why, when he went to adults to, for help, they would do this to him. So it's, so it's had a lasting effect on him. Mongol also said she was never notified about the incident by the school and is seeking damages for extreme negligence and creating a hostile environment. There really needs to be some kind of training and sensitivity and just compliance with what the school board implements or puts out there with regards to allowing access to bathrooms. The school district says it notified law enforcement when it first learned of the allegation and it's and is conducting an administrative investigation. The, the district added in a statement obtained by KABC that while it does not comment on pending litigation, the LA Unified School District remains committed to ensuring the safety and well-being of all students. Wow. Just wow. I don't even... I don't even know what to... Okay. Okay. Now, if this story is true, if this story is true, this is the story unlike any other. Let me just start with this. Let me let me just say this. Let me tell you something. If you need to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. The, the old saying goes, when you gotta go, you gotta go. And that is true. Your body is telling you, uh, okay, you know, it's time, it's time, it's time for you to empty yourself so I can keep functioning properly. Um, this was uh, an eight-year-old boy who was told that he could not go to the bathroom. Um, now I can understand with that with that mindset of an eight-year-old that that you would you know listen to your teacher and it's like okay, maybe maybe I can go later if I just hold it for a little bit. Um, but I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, man. If you have to go. Don't do that. Don't do permanent damage to your bladder for a temporary thing. Tycho Brahe, he died due to, um, he was holding his bladder because he was at a dinner party and he was drinking a lot of wine, which, you know, alcohol makes you really have to go a lot. And so, uh, he was having a conversation and, um, Based on the etiquette at the time, um, the the host was not allowed to leave the table. Um, and I don't quite have all the details correct on the etiquette, but pretty much the host isn't allowed to leave the table. Um, you just pretty much have to stay there for the entire dinner. Um, so he was in a conversation and he really had to go. He didn't go and um, he died. And now that is just one extreme example. But I'm going to say this, if you have to go, at the end of the day, these other people do not matter. They don't. It's your bladder and it's your bladder. Um, it's your colon. When you got, when you got to go, you got to go. You, you can't just, you can't just, I never liked the idea going into school 
or of of being at school. And some teachers or adults say, okay, you know, just go during break or go during recess. It's not that simple. You can't just tell your body when to go and when not to go. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. You can't just say like, okay, bladder, okay, turn off. Okay, colon, turn off. It doesn't work that way. It just, it just, it, that's just not how the body works. And that's just always irritated me. Um, even my, even my parents would sometimes, um, tell my siblings and I, um, okay, you know, go use the restroom before we hit the road. Um, and then we would say, okay, either, you know, either we'd go or, you know, and if we wouldn't go, um, and this was mostly my dad, my dad would say, go try, which is just the stupidest thing that go go try what does that mean what does that mean either you can go or you can't go anyway that that was but anyway this kid has every he has every right to feel this way he has every right to feel humiliated um she made him well wait let me let me make sure i have I have the gender of the teacher right. I think it. I think it's a she. Um, instead of just letting the teacher told him, let me see his teacher. Okay, so it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't have the gender of the teacher, but you know most elementary schools. Most elementary school. Uh, te- actually, just most teachers in primary education are uh female like 80 it's like 86 87 percent it's high so i'm just going to assume that it's a woman um what but i mean whether it's a guy or a girl it really doesn't matter um but anyway the teacher i just you had him go in the trash can i mean this is stupid this is stupid from a, from the, from a perspective, not as the kid, not as the kid. Okay. If I am teaching a class, if I'm teaching a class, what is more distracting? Having one kid. Okay. Let's say this. Let's say this. Now I will concede. There are some people who say, can I go to the bathroom? And they don't really have to go. They just want to leave the situation. They just want to leave the classroom. They just want to walk around. Okay. That is a thing. Okay. But I'm going to say this. What is more distracting? Having that one individual leave and then you have the rest of the, you have the rest of the attention of the students. Or is it better to just have that student that has to go to the bathroom? All they got to do is just go out the door and just handle their business. But you have the, you have the student say, Oh, you got to go to the bathroom. Okay. Use that trash can right there. First of all, Whatever anyone is doing in the classroom stops immediately because it's like, what is happening right now? Because there's nothing like the sound of a stream of urine. And everyone's just kind of, I, I'm just going to imagine everybody is just frozen with just like, everyone's just kind of, you know, glancing around and just, you know, side-eyeing each other, just like, what is happening? And then the kid finishes... 
Where is he supposed to wash his hands? I mean, I mean, how stupid is this? I mean, that, that, that this, that, 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 it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. So he finishes going to the restroom, or he finishes, he finishes emptying his bladder, zips up, turns around, all eyes are on him. I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, this is just so unnecessary. So then, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm going off the story as if it is true. As if it is true, okay? He walks back to his desk and everyone's just looking at him. And supposedly, you're just supposed to go on with whatever you're doing. I mean, I mean, that, that, that is just absolutely ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I just, when I saw this, when I saw this headline, I was just, I was stunned. I was absolutely and totally stunned. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you can even, what would make you think to do that? Just, just for the sake of the entire class, let's say, let's say you're a teacher and you don't want there to be a distraction. Okay, here's the thing, people, people have to use the restroom. I mean, you, you, you would rather just have one person. Here, here's my concern. Here's my concern. What if it was a girl? What if, thank God that this wasn't a girl. Because guys, we can aim. We're not always that good, but we have, we have the ability. We have the, we have an organ that allows us to aim our urine. Girls can't do that. So I'm just trying to think, if this teacher, if, if it was a girl, would he have done the same thing? Would he or she have done the same thing? And said, oh, use the trash can. I mean, that's just... This is baffling to me. I don't... I'm, I'm going to say this. If I told you... I mean, this this almost sounds like a fake story. This almost sounds like something out of a... Out of a movie. I mean, I can't, I can't, I, in my mind, I cannot think, I can't, I can't fathom, I cannot put myself in the shoes of a person that would do this. What te- what teacher would do this? Why would you do this? This makes no sense. I'm going to say this. If this is true, if this story is indeed true, all all the adults involved in this should be fired. I mean, that's just re- certainly the teacher. And I would, if if I'm the person who's doing the firing, I would just look at the teacher and just say, "Walk me through your mindset during this time, because I can't comprehend how somebody could be so stupid." I mean, your 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 idea and your plan of execution for this student makes no sense he had to go to the bathroom and you told him 
Use the trash can. It's not like, it's not like, you know, the locksmith was on, you know, the quote unquote locksmith was on campus and he wasn't allowed to go to the restroom. He, I mean, it, it's just, it's a, it's a regular school day, you know, and it's like, you know, you got to go to the bathroom. And I mean, it's, it's stupid. I mean, I'm going to go back to the whole, you know, go, go at recess or go at lunch. Could you imagine the madness, the madness of people, of, of all people using the bathroom at the same, during the same 15 or 30 minute period. Can you imagine that? That's mayhem. I mean, it's stupid. Stupid. I don't get it. And that's all I gotta say for this story. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, this goes, this next story goes back to a a story that I had, um, a while ago, and, um, you know, here we go, okay, Colorado woman cited for going topless awarded 50 G's, 50 G's, uh, in her settlement, and if you don't know what G's are, it's a grand, so, you know, $50,000, a grand is a thousand, okay. Uh, a Colorado woman charged with indecent exposure f- for playing Frisbee topless has been awarded a $50,000 settlement, the first damage settlement for a woman in the U.S. wrongfully charged with being topless. Uh, Effie Crocus, Crocos, a 20-year-old student, oh, she's kind of cute, says the situation began on September 26th when she was playing Frisbee in her fiancé's front yard in the 1100 block of 2nd Street southeast of Loveland, Colorado, while topless. She allegedly got overheated and took off her shirt without thinking. I was like, oh, it's hot. He's shirtless. Why not just go for it? Um, several hours later, unbeknownst to the future husband and wife, an upset neighbor reportedly called police on Krokos. And I, I, I apologize if I'm butchering your name, but I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, okay. When an officer arrived, Krokos said... She tried explaining a February Court of Appeals ruling that made it legal for a woman to be topless anywhere a man can be topless. But the officer, Greg Harris, reportedly dismissed her pleas and issued a summons for indecent exposure. I was really upset at the whole situation because I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, I was just playing frisbee in my own yard with my fiancé. The appeals ruling determined that Fort Collins nudity ordinance, which had prohibited women from showing their breasts, was in violation of the Equal Protection Clause, of the 14th Amendment. Um, a similar city nudity ordinance had been in effect in Loveland before the September ruling. Krokos informed uh, the officer of how the topless ban law was now unconstitutional, but she recalls him only hearing rumors about Fort Collins, not Loveland, according to the outlet. I've heard rumor of it in Fort Collins, but that was it, but not through the state, not throughout the state. Well, this is a topless state. We had training just recently on legal updates. None of this was brought up, so none of this, in my eyes, is valid, okay? Krokos responded, She decided to file a formal complaint after receiving the citation, which turned into a large settlement after the charge was dropped by the city. The settlement went into effect on Thursday, and her case was officially dismissed, where it can't be introduced in another lawsuit. Uh, Krokos told CBS4 that people threatened her over the past couple of months with some calling her, you liberal scum. 
She said she's relived it over and plans to take off her shirt whenever the temperatures get hot again. Um, or I should say she said she's relieved it's over and plans to take off her shirt whenever the temp- the, temp- the temperature gets hot again. Leveland police issued a statement saying the officer behaved within the protocols and they ended the enforcement of the topless provision according to the outlet. Uh, the Leveland police department acted within the protocols that exist. We had an existing city ordinance. Uh, the officer that responded had probable cause to issue the citation, Leveland police said, according to CBS4 Denver. Okay, um, so this is pretty interesting. Now, as you guys remember, I am a proponent of, you know, getting rid of double standards. And I look at it this way. Here's my thing. If a, here's, the, here's the way I look at it, and I think this should be across all states. This is just me. Um, it's, it's easily okay for guys to be, to, to go around shirtless. Now, I don't know all the details and all the, the laws in every state, but generally you can be topless if you're, you're a man. It's easy. You can go, especially, especially here in California, you can easily go and jog down the street topless. Um, if you're a woman, you're not allowed to do that. And to me, I think it's ridiculous. I always look at it this way. I always think, okay, it's not that hot. Put a shirt on, dude. To me, I just, I think it should be the same standard. Either, either guys are not allowed to go shirtless. I look at it, I look at it like this. Either no one is allowed to go shirtless or everyone should be allowed to go shirtless. I believe here we should deal in absolutes. Um, women's, women's breasts are, um, women's breasts are sexualized. They are. We live in a hypersexualized society. Primarily, a woman's, woman's breasts are for feeding and nurturing children. That's primarily what they're for. Sexual stuff is, you know, later down the line. Okay. But I'm going to say this, man. I mean... Let them be. I I just I just think it's got to be consistent, man. I don't I don't think a guy should be allowed to be shirtless, and a woman can't simply because of the way we sexualize women's bodies. I know I may be coming off as liberal, but you guys you guys know and are familiar with the fact that I am, you know, right wing. Um, I just I just want a level. I I just want the same standard for. For everyone when it comes to being shirtless. I don't think that's too much to ask for. I don't. I mean. And I'm going to look at this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. As a guy. As a guy. Let me let me say something. Okay. Just from just from a guy's perspective. Most guys are not going to oppose a woman. Walking around topless. I don't have any data on this. I don't have I don't I don't have any numbers or anything like this. But from a guy's mind, ladies, I'm gonna let you enter into a guy's mind right here, okay? A pair of breasts to the to to the to the mind of a guy, it drives they drive us crazy. Like we we don't know like 
Like we lose track of everything else. We forget what day it is, what time it is, what our name is. It's just incredible to us. So I'm going to say this. I'm just going to go out on a limb here, which I think is a very safe limb to go out on, and just saying most guys would be okay with this. I mean, people calling her liberal scum. Dude, she was hot. Her fiancé was shirtless. I I don't think there's a problem with it, man. I, I seriously believe, and this is really all I have to say about this, but we just I just believe we need the same standard. Either either men and women can be topless, or or men men and women cannot be topless. This is I I don't think I don't think it's that hard. I really don't. Um. All right. Yeah. That that that's me, man. I just I don't think it's that complicated. And, I, and I'm gonna say something. I think if you ask most guys. Most guys would say, sure, go right ahead. All right. That's really all I have to say about this. Okay. Uh, these next two stories are from the New York Post, and this is disgusting. Um, this is, this is disgusting, okay? Teacher caught on camera beating special needs student. A Texas high school teacher was caught on camera punching and stomping on a special needs student student's head, according to a report. In the disturbing footage, the 16-year-old student appears to hit substitute teacher T- Tiffany Shadell. Tiffany Shadell Langford. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Substitute teacher. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me not even go with substitutes. Let me just go with special needs students. To work with special needs students, you seriously need to ask yourself, can I do this every day, eight hours a day? It, you, have, you have to ask yourself and be, be honest with yourself. On my worst day, could I be around people, could I be around kids with special needs for eight hours a day? And let's just say it's the worst possible day. Like everything is just going wrong. Could I be around these kids for eight hours a day? You need to ask yourself that. If you can't, don't be around them. They are hard. They're hard to be around. It's only certain certain people may say this is controversial. I don't think it is. This is hard. It, like that's hard to do. Shadell, 32, is shown punching the teen at least three times, pulling her out of a desk and stomping on her head head as she lays on the ground. Langford, who was busted for domestic violence in 2014, was charged with aggravated assault Friday, according to the station. The teen's family was disturbed by the attack, their lawyer, Paul Patrice, said. Now, I gotta say this. I'm gonna say this. I don't know, I'm, I, again, I'm not an expert on anything. But how is it that she's able to be a substitute teacher after being busted for domestic violence? I mean, I'm, I, I just, I, I, I don't know all the details with laws concerning things like this. But it just seems to me where if you, if you have a domestic violence uh, if you have 
a domestic violence incident on your record, it would just seem to me that you can't be a teacher. It would seem that you're that you are disqualified and you you can't get a teaching job anywhere, let alone special needs kids. We are shocked and disgusted after seeing the abuse and excessive force used in this teacher's attempt to discipline a special needs child, Patrice told the station. All parents, myself included, should be deeply disturbed by the facts surrounding this attack. My God. The teen who suffers from seizures was treated for severe injuries. Jesus. I I just, I, I don't, I have nothing to say about this. This is, this is disgusting. I'm going to, I'm going to be honest, man. There's no amount of money you could pay me to, to teach special needs kids on a consistent level and, and deal with their behavior and stuff like that. You couldn't, there's no amount of money you could pay me. It's a hard, 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 draining job that you have to do. You know, I mean, they are paid more. They are paid more. So there is some compensation. But I mean, imagine five, you do that five days a week. Eight hours a day. I mean, it. it's hard. It's just a hard thing to do. This is disgusting. This is, this is, there is no word for this. I'm 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 going through my vocabulary and I don't think it's big enough. I I don't know a word to describe this. This is this is disgusting. This is disgusting. I just I don't know what to say about this. How could you do that? You would have to know that you can't handle these children. Why would you accept it in the first place? Maybe, I mean, maybe you were strapped for cash and you were like, okay, I just got to take whatever job I can. I, but this, this is just wrong. This is absolutely horrific. I just, no, no, this is not okay. This is not okay. I don't, I don't, I don't care who you are, man. This, this is, this is wrong. It's wrong and it's disgusting. And I'm going to say this. She, if, she should never if she is allowed if she gets another teaching job after this i don't know what to say i don't know what to say i don't know what to say i don't even know if you i mean if you're familiar with the laws of this stuff if you're familiar with the laws of this stuff um especially in texas cuz this took place in texas please reach out to me and explain to me how this woman was even able to teach Oh God, I just, this is disgusting. I'm, I hope, I hope, I hope the child is okay, man. I just, I just, I, oh my God. I just, I hope, I hope the child is okay, man. That, that's, that's really all I can say here. Oh, that's, that's just, it's disgusting. Okay. Okay, man, some of these stories, they just, they get me, man. Okay, arrest of Brooklyn churro vendor sparks outrage on Twitter. Uh, this was from uh, Sunday. 
A woman selling chur- this is also from the New York Post. A woman selling churros in a Brooklyn subway station was briefly handcuffed by cops, sparking outrage from Twitter users who saw the incident in a now viral clip. Video of the unnamed woman, woman's uh, 5:30 p.m. arrest, which was posted to Twitter, shows her crying as officers arrest her and wheel away her churro cart as the Broadway Junction subway station. Um, so there was the person who was filming it was saying, "Are you effing kidding me?" Um, it's il- and then an officer responds, "It's illegal to sell food inside the subway stations." The cops eventually gave the woman a summons and released her. No matter what the law says, there is no reason why that why that many officers needed to encircle, demean, and police the poverty of that woman of color. I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to stop right here. I did pretty good on these other articles of getting all the way through before reacting, but I got to stop here. What does her being a woman of color have to do with anything? Ser- like, seriously, what, what if it was a white woman? You, you see what I'm... It, that that's just a stupid response. That that is a stupid thing to say. I mean, and police the poverty of that woman of color. Listen to me. Listen to me. It has nothing to do with intersectionality. It has nothing to do with the fact that she's a woman or that she is a minority. When you break the law, you broke the law. When when you break the law. You have to be punished. It's not about intersectionality. And I mean, it's not like they, it's not like they took her away and took her to jail. I mean, they just said they just said, "Listen, lady, you can't do that here. If you want if you want to sell churros, go right ahead. You just can't do that here." That's all they're saying. This kind of an uh this kind of enforcement doesn't make anyone safer. Um, this is from Scott Stringer, city comptroller. I don't know what that is. Another incident that raises serious questions about the increased police presence in our subways. Uh, Eliza Orleans, a city public defender, said on Twitter, This is heartbreaking. We cannot allow this to go on. An NYPD spokeswoman said the vendor refused to cooperate with police and has a history of illegally operating her chero cart. This individual has been issued 10 summons, uh, summonses in the last five months for unlicensed vending at the same station. She refused to cooperate and was briefly handcuffed. Her property was vouchered as arrest evidence and she was released within minutes. So, if indeed that is true, this means that this keeps happening. This She is a repeat offender. 10, I mean, 10 times in the last five months. If this is true... She doesn't care. And see, she cries, and then it's like, oh my goodness. I mean, you know, it's it's ama- it's amazing. People will use their people will use things to their advantage. You know, people will pull the race card. Um, if there is you know, and you know, if there's a woman, a woman crying just like gets all of our attention naturally and it's just like oh my god what happened are you okay whatever happened that person is the bad guy it doesn't matter what you did because you're the one crying it, it, it's just amazing what we do i mean if you're if you're lgbt you pull the sexuality card it's just ridiculous if this is true i don't know how you can feel bad for this person 
you she's breaking the law on multiple occasions you can't do that lady you can't sell your churros right here you you can't do that i don't think it's that new york is a big place there was a lot of streets a lot of intersections go somewhere else and unlicensed vending at the same station so that's another thing it's unlicensed i mean that i i have no i have nothing to say man i just have nothing to say the fact that she's a woman of this this makes no sense the fact that she's a woman of color has nothing to do with it i hate when people try to pull you know the race card the sexuality card um, whatever card they can pull from their intersectionality, you know, you know, holster, and just be like, okay, I'm going to use this card. I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. You can't break the law. You can't do that. You need to be licensed, and you need to sell your churros somewhere else. I don't think it's that hard to understand. Okay, this was a this was a pretty short episode, and I I did four topics, but I mean, hey man, you know, it is what it is. All right, um, hope you guys enjoyed the rest of your Veterans Day. Um, if you see a veteran somewhere, be sure to thank them. You know, if you're if you're in a I don't know, and I I don't want to tell you what to do. But I mean, this is just this is just a suggestion, you know. If you are in line and there's a you see someone in military attire, and say you're in the coffee shop, you know, and they are right behind you, you know, pay for their coffee, or you know, you see them in the drive-through, pay for their meal, you know, just just give them a little something, because what they they give a lot, they really do. You just, I mean, they these are these are special individuals with special mentalities and you know people join the people do join the military for various reasons but you know i mean to 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 get to put yourself on you know to to take your life and to voluntarily put it out um in front of put it in front of the oncoming bullets and missiles to protect the lives of millions, man, I just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have the mentality to do that. And I, I, to me, it just, it amazes me. It amazes me. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm going to try to do that tomorrow. Um, if I, if I see someone, you know, probably, probably this week, probably this week. Um, if I see someone I know in the military, um, or not even if I just know them, but if they're just in the military and they're serving and stuff like that, just do something for them. Seriously, they they give us a lot.